From the campus of Stanford University and on location, this is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast featuring in-depth one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance game changers committed to extraordinary ideas, preeminence, and multi-generational success. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom Dioro, principal of Podfather Media. Thank you, Tatum. For our guest today, love to welcome Mary Giuseppe. Mary is a personal brand expert, two-time Amazon number one best-selling author, speaker, fashion and color authority, and award-winning humanitarian and advocate for women and children. Mary's also internationally recognized as a guest on many stages and TV shows, most recently the Today Show, sharing her expertise on personal branding and relationships. For more information, feel free to visit the website of livevivid.com. Again, that's L-I-V-V-I-V-I-D.com. Hello, Mary. Thank you very much for being on The Entrepreneur Show. So, so happy to have you here. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, this will be a blast. Mary, we like to start our show off with um, a quote of yours or an axiom or a prayer that that you carry personally, professionally. We'd love to hear yours. I'm really curious because I know you have a good one. Well, the one that has stuck with me through life is this, Tom. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. And that, of course, is Eleanor Roosevelt. Why does that matter so much to you? I mean, how does it mean so much? I think because I have built my life believing that dreams can come true. And I know for a fact I have watched it. I have worked with people. And I believe so strongly that if you can see it, firmly believe in it, and then work as hard as you possibly can to to create the craft, in other words, to learn your craft and make that masterpiece, that those dreams will come true. But the first thing is you have to believe in them. Is this something that you believe, uh, it's a, I think it's a beta question, but do you, that you can instill in someone if they're at a place of not having faith or uh, a belief system in themselves yet? Absolutely. And I think that is one of the, the tenets of the book that is really a basic foundational statement from this book is that, you know, I've, I've done my homework all the years. I went to the new school for social research in the late seventies, which was the East coast ground zero of all the transformational work. And I work with a tremendous amount of transformationalists and including what I do. And, you know, I, therapy is great and doing all the things we do to become our highest and best self all has tremendous value. But what I've noticed is real transformation takes place in a dressing room because it is in that incubator, it is in that sacred space, my dressing room, that I begin to see how people, what women and men feel about themselves. You know, uh, the nuances of, of where they're self-beliefs can't come from. And once I'm graced with the presence of their essential selves, I really feel that you can uh, step into creating belief from disbelief. When I can show someone by what they wear, once I've established that trust, when I can move someone through colors and wardrobe, 
I actually see them standing taller. I see them presenting to their themselves a vision of who they wish that they could be. And so, you know, seeing is believing. Sometimes the real catalyst for change is an exterior one. That's fascinating. That seeing is believing and the transformation is, is an outside one. Is it, this is maybe a little spiritual here, but is it because it's a, a reflection of what's inside? Absolutely, 100%. And so many people, especially women, really do not give voice to their, their purpose. They don't give wings to their dreams. They don't, you know, for some reason, life gets in the way and we wind up playing a lot of roles. And guess what? Our wardrobe follows our roles, right? Not our dreams. Our, our wardrobe usually follows our roles. And so once we're in that beautiful space where, you know, anything is possible, and nothing is a commitment. It's just a garment. If you don't like it, take it off. But sometimes you do. And wow, and now, wow, look what comes off. All of a sudden, I see someone, oh, they're doing the hair toss, and, and they're standing up, and, and they're even speaking differently. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, look who just showed up in my room. Well, is that transformational? Obviously, it is. But that's that's got to be just unbelievable for you. Can you share with with your audience today an experience that you've had where someone really came to you unsure, but that they knew they wanted to make a difference in their own life, but they came to you unsure, and then that transformation. You don't have to, of course, name names unless you want to, but uh, love to hear you know that experience for you. Oh, one. I mean, this one will stay with me forever and ever and ever. I made it, most of my clients, I would say 80%, I never meet until the day we actually physically work together. And that's because I work with people all over the world and we fly into New York or LA or wherever we're going to fly in and we meet. So I only know them virtually. And I ask for the, you know, your sizes and your height and all the things I need to know to prepare wardrobes for people ahead of time so that we have the best experience. So I, I long story short, this gal gives me all of her details and I see that she's a plus size gal and knowing from the years of experience that usually in certain situations, most women give me the figures that are slightly off reality. It's just, just the way it is, you know, one way or another, they either think of themselves slightly taller, slightly thinner, whatever it is. Anyway, so I'm aware of that. So I was kind of thinking along that road that she said she was maybe a size 20. So I'm thinking probably she's a size one X. So I kind of had that locked and loaded. I walk down the street and I see this woman in a trench coat, smoking nervously, sweating like profusely. And this beautiful woman, my client, is a size 3X. She's not a size 20. She's not a wife. Now, if you don't know the fashion industry, there's a world of difference in the in buying off the rack clothes between a 20 and a 3X. Big, big difference. Oh. And she looked at me, shaking, tears in her eyes. And, and I said, hi, so wonderful to meet you. And I gave her a big hug. And she said, I, 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 I kind of, I kind of didn't tell you the truth, you know, about how I, what I really am. I'm, I'm kind of heavier than I, I, I told you. And she was like ready to go home. And I looked at her and I looked at her up and down and I said, well, I'll tell you what, there's one thing I'm not going to do today. And she was like, oh my God, she's going to tell me to leave. And she says, what is that? I said, I'm not going to make you look thin. Well, she a mouth wide open. And I said, but I am going to make you look fabulous. She started laughing. 
I started laughing. Big hug. And I must tell you, Tom, two hours later, she stood with me on the floor of a department store and had purchased 22 outfits, tears streaming down her face, said to me, I have never felt beautiful or accepted a day in my life until today. Now, we then, I cry when I think of the story, you know, we, <laughs> and then we, we, we did her hair, we did her makeup. I mean, it was the full thing. And so see, what this is what the work is. Once someone validated her and accepted who she was and didn't make her feel guilty for whatever, however she showed up, and then you lay the skill on there, you know, and you set the parameters for what we're going to do. Wow. So that's one experience that will stay with me for the rest of my life. I still think of her all the time. That's, that's terrific. That validating a person's sense of self, it sounds not just like, obviously, you help with their presence, their presentation, their, uh, their wardrobe, their exterior, but so much of if this is off, tell me, but I, it sounds like you, in some ways you're actually putting a mirror to their most beautiful self. 100%. You're, you're right on the money. You know, I, I see the light. I see the love. I see the beauty. So now how can I help you see it? What, what may I unwrap for you? What may I unravel? What, what conversations have you heard since you were a child that I can now mute? so that you can see who you are. Oh, this is outstanding. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Mary Giuseppe, personal brand expert, two-time Amazon number one best-selling author, speaker, fashion, and color authority. For more information, feel free to visit livevivid.com. That's L-I-V-V-I-V-I-D.com. Mary, if you can go back as far as you can in your life, was there any galvanizing moment or moments that put you exactly where you are now? Like you, you, you foresaw, or is it, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but you, you were able to foresee where you are now as far back as you can recall. And what was it or what were they, those moments, if you can share with us? Well, I, you know, a lot of them. You know, but the one that I think stands out most for me, I'll probably carry, I, I will carry it for always and ever. When I was really little, I mean, really little, I'm talking, do you remember the little UNICEF orange boxes for Halloween? Yes, okay, I not did. Everyone the does, in, in the yes. ancient days, we the had these little one. tiny boxes. So it was trick or treat. And then you held out this little orange, like a milk carton and asked for mm -hmm. pennies for donation for UNICEF. Well, I think I was in kindergarten and I was like madly in love with this concept. I'm like, this is what I want to do with my life. This is how I want to make a difference. I love children and I'm in it. So I soon found out that Audrey Hepburn was, you know, the, uh, the beautiful spokesperson and ambassador. And I thought she was also this famous actress. So like, I am going to be an actress so that I can leverage. This is a, this is five years old. I didn't use the word leverage, obviously. But so that I can leverage my celebrity to do good works in the world. I figured that was the best way to make real change was to change me, you know, become the best that I could be and then use myself as a vehicle to change others. Okay. 
law. I mean, she was my, oh, everything. So, yeah. okay. I was discovered by Ford. Okay. I wound up, you know, singing opera in Europe and all that stuff. Okay. I went up to, uh, I was an actress. And I wrote. And one day I lost my voice. Another story, another time. So I get married and I moved to Florida. Now, Florida was not exactly my idea of a good thing to do, but you know, my mother wanted to live here. So there we are. And I'm sitting in Florida and I'm like, now what am I going to do? So I found this little charity, Kids in Distress, still around. And I went full bore. And guess what happened? They were doing fundraisers and they needed an idea. And I said, well, I could do fashion shows. Okay. So now I get all enmeshed in that world. Time goes on. Oh. Because of the work that I did there for years and years and years, one day I get this letter in the mail. And the letter says, Dear Miss Giuseppe, we would be honored if you would consider being a chairman for the UNICEF event in South Florida. Ms. Hepburn is going to come in and we would be so grateful if you would be co-chair. Now I'm like, how did this happen? How did they find me? Like, are you kidding me? I'm living in Podunk, Florida with my two kids in my little station wagon. And, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm killing myself working with my babies, my kids, you know, but uh, holy God, it was like, oh, the manifestation yeah. of the dream come true. So now I'm like, mm, and I got this thing and there's these galas. Okay. The night, oh, the night before the big show, private party, I got, you know, I was dressed and I walk into this little room in this beautiful mansion and for some reason, I just felt like I needed to go in there. So I walk in there. I'm all by myself. I'm checking things out. All of a sudden, who walks through the door but Audrey Hepburn? There was Audrey and me. I was like, no. I'll never forget. I put my hands out. She put her hands on mine. She looked me up and down. Had no idea who I was or what I was doing or what my role was. She just looked at me in the eyes and she said, you are so beautiful. Wow. That's one of the better stories we've heard. Yeah. And then I spent, you know, two or three days with her and, you know, did beautiful parties for her. And she was very sick at that time. And, but, but hello, talk about, you know, five years old, that little orange box, many years later, transformed not only my life, but all the money and the funds and the babies I rocked in between. Wow, that's great, great, uh, great story and description, uh, everything about how you manifested what you really envisioned and how it becomes a real parts of your surface life. That skill set, I would not even skill sets, an understatement is that the ability to do that. Do you see people? And never think, oh, I know what I could do with him or her that would make them feel so much better about themselves because you're not judging them in that sense. But they may, may they may have a look of foreboding or sad or something like that where you know, boy, you really can ha experience a greater you. Does that ever happen just in your daily, ordinary uh, life? It happens life? all the time. I'm very, I mean, I really think that is, again, why I finally decided to sit down and, and put a year and a third into this book was because I, I don't have the ability to work with every single person that I would love to work with on a, on a personal basis. The book will help help 
people, women especially, this particular book will help people move through the process with me, sort of, and without me on their own. But I see it every day. I mean, I work with people every day and, you know, people call me the fairy godmother because I make dreams come true. Well, I make dreams come true because I already see the dream in someone. And if I have the ability to bring confidence and infuse them with confidence and clarity about their messaging. And, and if I can give them some tips about how to look good and feel great, you know, whether it's finding uh, the relationship of their dreams or the job of their dreams or being a star in a reality show. I mean, yeah, we can do that. Well, share with us a bit about, not a bit, as much as you'd like about your, um, your most recent book and how, how it came to be. Well, I think it came to be because I realized that I could only work for so many hours a day and and touch so many lives. Not that all, all I am is the vehicle, right? I'm the vehicle for someone else to change. I just have had the blessing of had, having incredible mentors and teachers. And I was a, you know, just a, a sponge to soak up all the knowledge of the beautiful people I was surrounded by. And so I thought, well, this book is going to be in someone's pocket. So the ebook is really cool. Very, very, very cool. Because guess what? It's fun. It's beautiful. But you can take it with you in your phone. So if you're in a dressing room or if you're somewhere and you're trying to figure out what, 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 what did she say? You just pick it up and open it up and it's right there to guide you. So from a practical perspective, the ebook is just like a guide. It, it, it talks. My voice is in your ear. So I love that for that reason. If you're, if it's the fit and the body type isn't right and the shape isn't right. And what did she say about the colors? And like, what did that color mean? It's all there. And the big book, the cocktail table book is just a, a labor of love. And it's just, a, it, it's a healing, it's a healing piece. I found that people pick up the book and they hold it against themselves because the energy from the book is really kind of like a, a, an interesting, uh, conduit, you know, for self-acceptance. And you know, people can really go through and, and discover, okay, who am I? What is my authentic role in the world? You know, what does my soul want to say? What do I want to do? And then we move through and say, well, okay, I figured that out maybe. But now, how am I supposed to represent myself? Like, what is my style? And then once we put the archetype and the style persona together, then we emerge with the practical stuff. I'm very happy with it because I think it will assist people in just falling in love with who they really are and, and having the confidence to move through and create their legacies and their success. This is, this is fascinating, Mary, and, and wonderful. And this is also the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM, our uh, public service announcement for our show today is the um, JDRF, the Juvenile Diabetes Group out of Southern California. Well, this one in particular is from Southern California, and uh, I'll read you a bit of their impact. From funding innovative research to advocating for government action and providing a support structure for community, the organization does more to fight type 1 diabetes, T1D, than JDRF. To find more information, feel free to visit their website at jdrf.org. Again, that's jdrf.org, Southern California. We're talking today with Mary Giuseppe. 
Mary is the uh, personal brand expert, two-time Amazon number one best-selling author, speaker, fashion, and color authority. For more information, feel free to visit the website of vivid, livevivid.com. Again, that's live, L-I-V, vivid.com. Mary, can you touch on that? There's a, a, some, the, the healing part of that transformation. For sure. I, you know, I have found that coming from a very spiritual place and kind of been my personal journey, having connected through that portal has been very good for me, but not everyone, you know, comes into the world with the same understandings and feelings. And so my quest was, how could I find, how could I discover a way for people to expand their understanding of, of themselves and, and the world. And it came to me one day, I was on a cruise with my kids and my mom. I was like, I'm gonna do that color, color. Color is a pre-verbal experience. And so we experience color before we can speak, before we can write, and before we have any biases about who we are. Color is an experience that is personal, and highly visceral. So I thought, okay, color, and, and I'm a big color person, have been my whole life. My grandmother was my first and best teacher on color. And so I thought, well, color is vibration and vibration affects us whether we know it or not. That is the vehicle that we can use as a healing modality color vibration. And from that, I went on to create what I call your divine colors. And this is a healing modality based upon color vibration. And I first created it in 2005. So I've been doing it a very, very long time. I did Montel Williams. I did a bunch of stuff with it when we first came out with it. And now for the first time, it's in the book. It's never been in print. The introduction is in the book because I mean, that's a book unto itself. And so what I have found is that by selecting colors and using colors in certain ways, in what we eat, in what we wear, in the environments that we create around us, we can actually convey an emotion and we can actually create a change in how someone feels. And it is magical and it works 100% of the time. Absolutely 100% of the time. It's, it's crazy for me to watch it happening in front of me. It's like, wow, look at this. Look at this lady who was so depressed that she didn't leave her home for two years. She was an interior designer. And I went through the little analysis that I do, the personal analysis. And I said, you know, she hated the color red. And I thought, of course, you know, color is the red is the chi energy, the action energy. The, the active life energy. Of course she hates it. She's sitting on her couch crying, you know, with the shades. And so what I did was I was like, I worked through the color red to activate her chi energy. And I said, listen, I hate red. I, said, uh, I know, I know. I, I, it's okay. All I want you to do is go buy a red mug and stick it in your closet and close the door. She did it. Then I said, okay, week two. Now, every day I want you to take the mug out for five minutes, put it on the counter, put it back, close the door. So we went through this whole kind of, it was almost like a desensitization process, but it was an activate. And one day she comes driving up in her convertible with red lipstick on and a red, you know, red flaps on. And she was like, ta-da! And she said, I never would have believed this. I said, I'll tell you. 
this stuff's got a lot of power. But you have to, you know, you have to work on it. You have to work through it. But that's what the power of color can do. I love your piece on, on closet. There's actually a quote with you about closet and what it means or what it, it expresses about your state. Share with our audience because we all, we all have closets. What it actually tells you about you, at least at the moment. Yeah. You know, it speaks to you yourself. You know, as an individual, like, and, and why it's of uh, not just importance, but why it actually is helpful and beneficial for you to have that sense of order and a sense of you know, authenticity in your own closet. Oh my God. And, you know, closet. I can tell you exactly how a person is by their closets. I have been in more closets than I care to mention. I have, and even virtually, I mean, it's insane. People actually have me on their phone going through their closets. And I don't do this too often because it's like, boop, boop. but it's always interesting for me to, <laughs> I can predict it, especially with a lot of gentlemen, everything is in order. The shoes are under the, everything, all the shirts are facing the same way. All the ties are color coordinated. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is somebody that if you want to have a relationship with this man, good luck. Well, because, oh, really? you know, extreme attention to detail, extreme structure, and somewhat a, a bit of rigidity. You know, that's what that says to me. It's more than just yeah. having things in order. It's extraordinary. Same thing, you know, if I walk into a closet and all I see is stuff going over somebody's head so they can, you know, create a pathway to, so that I can find the one garment that they still like that, that looks good on them. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. So the closet for me symbolizes, you know, um, how we how we operate inside and it, it can be a great shield. Right. Because on the outside, you know, if you go into any models apartment or most models homes, it is a disaster. The closets, there's clothes everywhere. Why? Because we spend our life out there looking good. And, you know, when we're leaving that apartment, it's going to be good. Don't want to know what we go through to get there. And you know what I'm saying? So for, uh, for me, the metaphor of the closet is really cool because it is, it's where we show our vulnerability. It's where we show how we think about ourselves. And it kind of shows us how we operate in the world. You know, are you, are you methodical or are you a fly by the seat of your pants production? That's terrific. Mary, what would you um, like to share with your audience today? that uh, we may not, we didn't touch on or we uh, you'd like to touch on? Oh my goodness. I think that the thing that I would like to share is that it's really important to live intentionally, you know, not by default. And so most of us spend a lot of our time in the default world. We're doing something because we have to. We're going through the motions and our wardrobe is like that too. And I would like to say that there's real value in trying to live intentionally inside and outside and to also realize that we go through changes and that the changes are okay. And, you know, just be because one door may close or slam does not mean that there's other doors that are going to open that are more extraordinary than you would have ever imagined. So, you know, it, life is not about survival. Life is about celebrating. Well, I always say in the book, I say, you know, celebrate your rough edges because they're really ruffles in disguise. 
you know, embrace the process of your life and be present in it and dress for it and celebrate it because, you know, it's a gift. It's the gift. Mary, it's been a real honor and pleasure having you on our show. I hope you definitely want to come back. I say that to you know a few guests, and this is this would be a blast. I, I'm so happy to have. Oh you on my our goodness! Show. Thank, thank you, very, you very so much. much. What a joy and privilege and honor it is to be with you. And anytime, I, it would be my pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur Show, radio show, and podcast. Our guest today has been Mary Giuseppe, a personal brand expert, two-time Amazon number one best-selling author, speaker, fashion, hang on, fashion and color authority, and award-winning humanitarian and advocate for women and children. Mary is also an internationally recognized guest on many stages and television shows, most recently the Today Show, sharing her expertise on personal branding and relationships. For more information, feel free to visit livevivid.com. That's L-I-V- V-I-V-I-D dot com. Join us again next time when we welcome another purpose-driven entrepreneur or high-performing game changer committed to ideas, positive outcomes, and a better world. I'm Tom Dior. The Entrepreneur's radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California and on location. The Chief Audio Engineer is Eris Chikopoulos. Chief Engineer is Mark Lawrence, and we are all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabrao. And the executive producer and host of The Entrepreneur's Show is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. 